Here in 21st century America, we tend to take things very easily. Our supermarkets provide virtually unlimited varieties of food. Television offers hundreds of programs simultaneously. Shopping malls selling everything from computers to hair clips are everywhere. In our rush to purchase and own and consume, everything becomes commodity and we forget about the sources from which our desired goods and products come. Look around you. Virtually everything comes from somewhere else. And we easily forget about all that has been done by so many to bring them to us. Please don't allow that to happen with the teachings of Tibetan Buddhism, for which deep appreciation and gratitude are so deserved. At the outset of his Lam Rim teachings at Lehigh University in 2008, the Dalai Lama drew attention to the traditional Tibetan text from which he would be teaching, and in his soft voice explained this particular text, his Lam Rim Chenmo, was brought by him out of Tibet when he left the Norbalinka on that night in 1959 to begin his escape to India. Reflective for a few moments, he recalled how in the years since that night, he has taught from it many times, and then touching it tenderly, he explained, so this book is very dear to me. It was a tender, heart-opening moment for all who witnessed it. It is this way with many of the teachings we are so fortunate to have access to, carried out of Tibet and harm's way by exiles who, unable to bring their possessions on the grueling trip across the Himalayas into safety, abandoned them. Family and friends and meaningful household possessions were left behind, but the texts came with them. The journey over the high mountains to safety in India is horribly punishing, and many Tibetans have died in the process. Challenges include bitter cold and deep snow, little to eat, and hazardous travel by night to avoid the patrols of Chinese soldiers. Under such extreme conditions, many of the texts were lost, but some did, and do, make it to the Library of Tibetan Works and Archives, the LTWA in Dharamsala, where they are preserved, selectively translated into various languages, and then published for the benefit of sentient beings everywhere. The devastation wrought by the communist Chinese takeover of Tibet in 1949 has rendered the existence of Tibetan culture in peril. Scores of learning centers, ancient manuscripts, artifacts, and countless other aspects of Tibetan cultural heritage have either been plundered or destroyed. Realizing the impending threat and precariousness of the situation, his Holiness the 14th Dalai Lama conceived of and founded the Library of Tibetan Works and Archives to restore, protect, preserve, and promote the culture. The LTWA was set up in 1970 and started functioning with meager resources. Over the years, it has made steady headway in a variety of developmental works, firmly establishing its credibility. 
Today, the LTWA is one of the premier institutes in the world specializing in Buddhist and Tibetan studies, providing comprehensive Tibetan cultural resources and attracting increasing numbers of scholars, researchers, students, and visitors from across the globe. In trying to fulfill its aims and objectives, the library's priorities include acquiring and conserving Tibetan manuscripts, books, artifacts, and works of art, providing access to books, manuscripts, and reference works in Tibetan as well as in foreign languages, publishing books and manuscripts under the LTWA imprint, supporting research scholars, and offering Buddhist philosophy, Tibetan language, and culture classes. Perhaps some of you listening have attended morning teachings at the library, a short walk down the hill from Maklodganj. For more than a thousand years, Tibetans preserved and translated ancient sutras from India, keeping the empowering traditions of Buddhist philosophy and meditation alive long after they faded in India by the 12th century. In the years following the Chinese invasion of Tibet in 1949, Tibetan scholars struggled to preserve and circulate the classic texts of their Buddhist heritage. Many teachings were lost during the 1960s and 70s when the Chinese launched the Cultural Revolution on Tibetan soil, destroying the libraries, temples, monasteries, and universities that had kept the texts safe. Some important time-honored texts elucidating Tibet's distinctive Vajrayana meditation methods, liturgies, and philosophical investigations may never be found, although the search by Tibetans for these famous commentaries and instruction manuals continues today. Meanwhile, each day in India, Tibetan exiles arrive at the reception center in Dharamsala, exhausted, sick, and hungry, sometimes carrying writings of their culture to be shared with the rest of the world. Geographically isolated until 60 plus years ago, the people of Tibet developed a culture centered around effective practices and methods for realizing genuinely awakened minds techniques more effective and beneficial than anything ever before seen on our planet. And with their beautiful culture facing progressive extermination, they have done all they can to share these techniques with the rest of the world. You may not see the blood or sweat or ice and dirt or feel the desperation of those who struggle to bring the teachings out of Tibet onto the pages of the Dharma books now lining the shelves at Barnes and Noble. But none of these books would exist if not for the responsible generosity and fortitude of the brave Tibetan people who risked and continue to risk their lives to bring their enlightening ways and wisdom to the rest of the world. Due to the selfless kindness of so many, these teachings have become most precious friends to many here in the West. So, with appreciation and gratitude, please cultivate and maintain awareness of the human source of your Tibetan Buddha Dharma perspectives and understandings, and gratefully share their great virtue by giving them appropriate life in your intentions, words, and actions. 
Consider stepping forward, not as a consumer at the end of a line, but rather as a conduit, the most current link in this continuous chain of fearlessly gentle excellence that is the best in the world. This recording, titled Most Precious Links, was written by Mark Winwood. Mark, that's me, is the founder of the Chenrezig Project, a Tibetan Buddhist study and practice group with an increasingly international online presence. You can learn more about the Chenrezig Project at our website, www.chenrezigproject.org. That's C-H-E-N-R-E-Z-I-G project.org or by sending an email to me at info at Our accompanying music titled Jellyfish was composed and performed by our collaborator, the San Francisco Bay Area musician Bobby Vega and appears on his 2017 album, Matters of the Heart. Bobby's musical feel is legendary and with the songs on this album, including Jellyfish, he shares how transitions and melody can beautifully and subtly express a range of feelings. You can learn more about Bobby and his music at his website, www.bobbyvega.com. That's B-O-B-B-Y-V-E-G-A.com. Or as he's very findable online, you can simply Google his name or look for his numerous videos on YouTube. As always, we remain grateful to Bobby for his friendship, his talents, and his generosity in sharing his music with us in these broadcasts. Please feel free to share the link to this with those you feel it might resonate, and thank you for listening. <laughs>